There's a place. Out where the fake news is muffled. Past the point where politicians get silent. Where facts don't care about your feelings. Where PC is DOA. This is that place. Welcome to the last stop on the right. As Bear Bryant told Gary Cooper. Possible. That's possible. When Luciano Pavarotti first swam the English Channel, <laughs> Nessun Dorma, the last pod, be the best pod, yo. Floating on his back. I would assume pod. that it's it would a, be it's a, it's a, the best uh, around. <laughs> I think it would be virtually impossible to drown Pavarotti. <laughs> Certainly not in his heyday, I'll say that. So the best podcaster known the man. <laughs> He's a very good podcaster. If you're not listening to this podcast, you, I, I don't even know. We're just swimming the English channel. I know where, I'm, you know what? I'm not going to go anywhere with that because I have nowhere to go with okay. it, my friends. Right. Welcome to the last pod on the right. It is I, Ben Crystal. I'm Mike Abel. And uh, boy, do we have fun in store for you today. Busy week. Have Did you notice this week that although coronavirus remains like the story of the day, there was less like stuff about it? Like we're all sort of getting used to just it being part of our lives. Yes. I couldn't help but notice that. The media has gotten back into other stories. Obviously, other stories took the forefront this week. So we'll be talking about, of course, about those and get ready for that in a minute but uh it's like we're sort of getting used to living this way uh, yeah you're right and i'm not sure i necessarily i mean the you know the the shortages of stuff is irritating and i don't like being told that i have to stay in my house or whatever not that anybody's telling me to do that right i mean there are places Spe- where especially not here anymore yeah there are places where they are really telling you to do that uh and i that i object to in the most extreme terms but it's it's like ah oh, we're okay you know it's like ah you know it's just what I do you know it's it's right. become part of daily life and COVID nineteen live in la vida COVID <laughs> all I got for you uh, we do have uh, quite a few other stories to go through this week want to remind everybody whether you are here through our site laststopontheright.com uh, whether you found us through our Facebook group. Got some activity in the Facebook group. We're going to try and monitor that. Uh, Or you got to us through our Twitter feed, at LastStopOTR. That's at LastStopOTR. Or you have been subjected to us by the good people (laughs) at America's Podcast Network, KLRN Radio. Dot net. Uh, welcome. Welcome to the last pod on the right. And uh, Michael, uh, we got so much to go through this week. We don't want to run out of time. Why don't we go ahead and crack open the dumpster and see just what it is that is stinking up the bloody planet this week. Can I just say this might be a record? That it only took what, us like three minutes minute, to get. Yeah, I know four minutes into there's the podcast less, and we're in the dumpster. Now. There's a lot of there's a lot less babble this week. Hey, good news for all of you. Less <laughs> yes, babble. True. So we're gonna get to the really crappy part of the podcast <laughs> that much earlier. So, right. Hey, lucky. Uh, oh no, there's more, Joe. Wow, man, Biden's fortunes took a turn for the southward in the last week and a half, haven't uh, they? Not they have. And it is uh, their efforts to protect him from this story have not been impressive. I don't want to. I don't want to be mean, but I'm telling you, it's like uh, mom earmuffs. Three, two, one. Watching the Democrat media complex try to provide cover for Biden over this has been like watching a bunch of monkeys trying to <clears throat> a football. 
that has been greased up. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, how are you guys this bad at this? This is all you do is provide cover for Democrats when they screw up and you can't do it right. 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 I'm like, you're actually making me like Biden less. <laughs> Every time they do something, I'm like, wow, I actually like Biden less than I did before you started this story. That is true. Good on them, though. I can understand. <laughs> uh, we're back in like Flynn. You know, the, the Mike, the General Flynn story evolved this week. That's what they, that, by the way, that's what you say when it turns out what the Democrat media complex has been feeding you is total bull and they get caught. Yes. Then it's the story News. has evolved. It's evolved. Well, News the story evolved this week, but eh, there is a caveat for the super duper MAGA people out there. You're not going to love me for what I'm going to tell you about this, but. It needs to be said. So we got some stuff on on the general Michael Flynn story coming up here in a little while. All right. um, is a uh, is Kim Jong Dom? Did <laughs> I mean done? Well, sorry. Boy, did you? I, and thank you, Doctor Freud, for dropping by today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is so. That's of course a continuing story. Nobody really knows what the hell's going on over there, right, anyway. Right. And uh, I will be curious to see what comes out of that. I don't know if he's, I think he's not dead. I don't think he's dead. They did a thing at the end of last week. I think it was Friday morning. And they're like, oh, yeah, he was out and about. He attended the bibbidi-bobbidi-boo ceremony, whatever it was. Right. You know, the all-hail communism and his grandfather thing that they do on a regular basis. There were no pictures. Like, they do, it was the North Korean media which is to the North Korean government what CNN is to the Democrat Party. So it's right. it's not news. Right. They said he was at this thing. Right. There were no pictures. Communists very seldom, in addition to being big fans of statues of themselves. <laughs> yes, and uh, big parties. Yes, they do not. Uh, they seldom miss um, a photo op. That's true. Part of it is because, you know, the when you're running a country the way communists run countries, where everybody is essentially a slave to the state, the slave master has to be visible. Because they got to know, hey, listen, you screw around, this guy's going to get you. If there's suddenly questions as to whether or not Big Daddy is in the building, that's a problem for them. That's so they very true. seldom pass up an opportunity to make sure everybody sees, you know, a ronery fat kid. <laughs> wandering around the palace or whatever and they said he was at this thing and there were no pictures which makes more questions arise than answers so we'll see what that's but there's some more about that i want to get into here all right and uh we also got Is the kim uh, jong dunn jesus <laughs> sorry i couldn't decide if kim jong dunn or kim jong gone oh see and then you got yeah you got it caught in the middle there see what had happened what had happened you screwed up your line. Is what yeah, happened. I, well, you put a happy face on. Well, you know this sort of thing happens. Yeah, yeah, it does. Weekly here, yes, <laughs> it happens. Weekly, uh, the uh, the uh, Democrat media complex mm -hmm. got caught stealing. Speaking of evolving stories, that guy. Uh, what what's the latest now? He says he can't get any copies of his own stuff, and <laughs> the, the, now we're not sure. It's ah, that is such a dumbass story and the only thing we know at this point that's absolutely true is that Hillary Clinton's campaign was behind the whole damn thing. Mm -hmm. So there was collusion back then, kids, but it wasn't who you thought it was. Yep. And of course, they're using COVID to try and bury that. So Of course. That's on there. I know we got some other stuff that we'll probably get into. Uh, I know the hog had some stuff. He was blowing up my emails. We get a football question, which I didn't get to. And so, uh, but um, sweet Jimmy Apollo 
from the Massachusetts contingent up there behind enemy lines near Bostonia. Mm-hmm. He was he was uh, he was into me this week a little bit. A few others, so we'll get into that stuff as well. But I want to start with the vice, former vice president of the United States. Wow, man, worst week ever for Joe, huh? Man, I don't know. It was a great. It, it might be a great week. Stacey Abrams said, "Hey." I believe Joe. Well, I mean, she keeps well, doing that. And now it's almost, I know. Have you gotten, I feel like at this point she actually overplayed her hand because now when she says something publicly, everybody's like, Oh God, her again. Yeah, you're right. I feel like she, you know, they keep doing this. Welcome to Georgia, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, they, they play their cards to her. The Democrats have been bad about this of late. They play their, what they think is their Trump card way ahead of schedule. And then when it goes up, blows up in their face or they get trumped. That's I was, just, I was just going to say, you know, you. They, they can't call it the Trump card, though. They just can't do that. No. They'll come up no. with another name. Yeah, you're going to have to come the up with the Munson card yeah, or yeah, something. Go but, ahead and call know. it the Ace of Spades or whatever. But no. <laughs> exactly. And they every time they think they're going to play their Trump card, <laughs> they get trumped by Trump. Uh, and it happened again this week for, but with Biden. You know, and it happened again this week for Stacey Abrams, who it was almost weird, though. Like she felt com- and for those of you who have managed lucky to avoid any contact with this horrendous woman. Um, she is the fail. She tried to be governor of Georgia. She lost. No, she's governor. And since then, she's been walking around telling people that even though she lost, she won. I'm governor. Yeah. She just tells, oh, well, you know, let's see what. And, and she's got this whole thing where there was voter suppression. And of course, it turned out that not only so she's a fraud. Because not only was there no voter suppression, uh, voting in Georgia was actually up. People came who didn't normally vote showed up to no vote this woman. Right. She lost by um, about 60,000 votes. Mm-hmm. And by the way, like 40% of the electorate was African-American. So all of her explanations for how come she didn't win have been just falling apart on screen. <laughs> She's still out there telling people, oh, I'm the governor, I got robbed, whatever. And she really, really wants to be Biden's running mate. Mm-hmm. She really, when we talked last week here at the last pod on the right about whether or not she's doing that because she's got nothing better to do. You know, the the extensive duties of being the pretend governor apparently are not filling her dance card up enough. <laughs> um, so it's sort of wonder whether or not she's got nothing better to do or if she, and I suggested this last week, recognizes the fact that Biden, Joe Biden is... I mean, he, the guy's like, he's, it's like body parts are falling off this guy. Right. I mean, it's like Joe Biden is one of those jalopies from the old cartoons where as it drove down the road, there'd be like a trail of nuts and bolts just <laughs> falling off, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's, she thinks maybe going along and, and you know, catching the Sundance uh, uh, seat next to Butch, Biden's Butch Cassidy, maybe she gets into the Oval Office through the side door. Right. Whatever the case, she comes out this week and says, oh, I believe Joe Biden. I don't think he harassed anyone. We're, I think we're up to nine accusers at this point, right. including a 14-year-old girl hmm. uh, whom he complimented on her, uh, her, her bust line. Hmm. You know, at the time that that supposedly happened, Joe was already, let's just say, eligible for the AARP discount. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm not a girl. You know, it's impossible for me. We can dudes talking about sexual harassment and assault and allegations and stuff like that always comes off. I have to admit a little hollow because, I mean, I've never been sexually harassed despite my best efforts. No one has sexually harassed me. Unfortunately, (laughs) me either. Damn it. Especially especially lately. Well, you you know, know. looking like I look. 
And I think the best way to describe me would be to suggest that I have a face for podcasting. <laughs> or radio. Or ra- well, well, it used to be radio, days, but, I'm, but see, yes. I'm trying to be hip and cool like the kids. Uh, oh, you know, okay. so instead of radio. But no, I, I you know, kind of lucked <laughs> out in the spouse department because she's good looking and doesn't apparently recognize that I look like this. Yeah, I know. Score. I don't, uh, but no, I... Uh, jokes aside, you don't know that many dudes who've been sexually harassed. No. I mean, I'm sure it happens. Like we all saw that one movie with Demi Moore and Michael Douglas, and I remember all the dudes that watched that movie were like, "Man, Michael, what's the problem, dude? <laughs> you know, come on now, you know." But it it doesn't happen very often. Right. So we talk about it. It rings a little bit hollow, but. It, the, I have to say, even though I can't put myself in her shoes, I can't empathize with a 14-year-old girl. However, uh, uh, the idea that one of, just to put it this way, one of your grandpa's friends leers at you and goes, hey, nice rack, baby. And you're like in, middle, in junior high school. That's, uh, I mean, I'm pulling the shoot right away right there. I can't say I blame her. That would be beyond creepy. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's, and that's apparently one of the things that happened. That's not Tara Reid, the big story. The question now is, what do they do with this guy? Now, they've been quiet this weekend, and I would assume, because they didn't say much over the weekend, that by the time, say, maybe Wednesday or Thursday rolls around, depending, I mean, they'll check the news cycle. They're good like that. They'll they'll look and make sure they're not doing something, they're not going to run into a bigger story. But right. I've got to figure there's got to be a counter-battery fire at some point, some way, some explanation, because so far what they've given us is we believe Joe, but not with any, there's no verve behind it. I mean, Stacey Abrams doesn't exactly, I mean, we're not talking about Clarence Darrow in terms of defense attorneys, okay? I mean, that's, yeah. Where's Adam Schiff? Doesn't he like to investigate? Have you, have you like noticed this? he's been quiet as hell? Yeah. Where is the human thumb? I'm wondering. <laughs> I mean, that little like, dude. he likes to investigate stuff. Oh, boy. After he ran into the spin, spinning propeller of impeachment, <laughs> he'd been, I, he's brought, I'm assuming he's at home looking. He shows up once in a while to make some nasty no, comment I, no, about I'm, Trump, and you're like, what? Yeah, I was supposed to say, no, I'm sure he's looking into the uh, coronavirus response from Well, Trump, they are but. planning that. I we hate, learned that I at, hate him. We learned that at the end of last week that they are going to put together a coronavirus investigation team. And, and like Maxine Waters is on it. So you know he's, it's not serious. He's such a turd. Well, I don't know if he's on the the, the word is that people like Maxine Water, Waters Waters is going to be matter. On. He's still a turd. Yeah, he well, I just he's a ridiculous little guy, but we've been mercifully free of him. But unfortunately that's come with a double helping of Pelosi. So I was thinking, <laughs> well, this is very true. I have to ask this question though. Does, presuming that you have to eventually say, okay, there's enough here that, I mean, Joe, come on, man. Do they get rid of, can you cut a guy loose this late in the race? And what, go and and be like, okay, well, Joe has decided he's not going to. If they did it, they'd make him, they'd let it, they'd set it up so that I, my health or something like that, they'll give him an out. They're not going to humiliate the guy publicly. Right. Because they don't want to do that. Also, it makes them look terrible. Right. But is it possible for them to cut him loose at this point? We, you know, we're now in May. And, uh, you know, that means June, July, August, September, October. And we're six months from Election Day. Right about now, we are six months from Election Day. Mm. They, even if they cut Biden loose, I mean, who you bring in? You, can you get Bernie's 
Speaking of jalopies, can you get that disaster area no. of a campaign airborne in time? No. Does, you know who or, they'll bring in. Well, that's kind of what I'm leading at. You read my mind. Because I kind of... Because I ain't got no hair. Did you see... Uh, you see what you did there? <laughs> did you see the town, the little the conference call thing that they had? Yes. Biden and a certain other Democrat Party heavyweight who just seems to be I'll, waiting I'll t- in the wings. I'll take care of you, Jeff. It was a disaster. First of all, it was a disaster. It was like watching your grandparents try to, to you know, FaceTime each other. <laughs> Not knowing how. And it was like, well, I mean, they had her on. At one point, they muted her. Can she see me? Uh, by accident, I was almost like, do they not know? Does she? Because she right. was still on camera, blah, 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 talking, but you could hear anything. I'm like, did Biden's team just mute her? Or does she mute herself and doesn't know it? What's going on? It was very awkward and strange. But in case you haven't figured out who I'm talking about yet, Nana Hill Dog is right up front again. In the last couple of weeks, she's gotten very visible again. I'm telling you. I mean, she's no longer hiking in the woods. I'm telling you. Well, you know, you've said it. We know you've said it. Uh, we've talked about Sweet Jimmy Apollo and a hog, both of whom listen to this podcast and both of whom have suggested it to me at separate times. That there she is. And now, all of a sudden, as the walls come a-crumbling down for uh, from a man, Joe, hey, look, it's Nana Hilldog, and she's seemingly ready you. to roll. Telling you. Well, here's my question about that, though. We remember 2016, putting aside the fact that she lost. Right. And she is no less a polarizing figure now than she was then. If you think the Bernie bros were going to sit on their hands because they're pissed off that Biden ripped them off in the, in the can you imagine the broad that got him the first time pop? They're not going to come to the, they won't come to the, the Bernie bros will not come to the polling places for Hillary Clinton. Right. I don't, I honestly think that. So that's a problem. Also, there was another problem with Hillary back in 2016. She couldn't stay on her feet long. I mean, we're talking about a woman who was just demonstrating, we know Biden's got uh, not all the dogs upstairs are barking. Right. With Hillary, I mean, you remember that it was 72 degrees and she faints and they're like, oh, it was heat. And I'm like, it was 72 degrees outside. She was dodging sniper fire. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> stuff like that. I mean, you know, they all have all the baloney stories in their past. Right, right. I mean, Biden's out there. I got arrested in South Africa defending Man- Nelson Mandela. And you're like, uh, was South Africa perhaps a place in your house? And by arrested, do you mean lost? <laughs> it's like, oh, what he means is he got lost in his house. <laughs> See, when Joe says he got arrested in South Africa, that's Bidenese for lost in the basement. <laughs> uh, but we know that Joe doesn't have command of its faculties, but we remember 2016, she was already showing signs of coming apart at the, at the seams. Right. That's four years later. So she's had four years to do what? Get angrier. Killed Jeffrey Epstein. Well, there was. That. I mean, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, whoops. No, no, no. You're right, though. I mean, it's uh, it's fair to say. <laughs> I couldn't help but notice this week that uh, for a moment I was like, "Is Hillary Clinton going to declare that she's rediscovered her Korean roots?" Because right about when Kim Jong Un disappeared, <laughs> I kept waiting for Hillary Clinton to go. It turns out I'm next in line for the North <laughs> Korean throne. <laughs> the weird, there was a, there was a meme with like his his. Oh, and they put her, her face, face on. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. Well, I joking about North Korea. So we're gonna get into that story in a minute here because there's actually more to it than most people seem to think. Um, I look at Biden's campaign coming apart at the seams. You've got Tara Reid, 
Mm-hmm. Okay, you've got all you got the fourteen year old girl. You've got there are now we're approaching double digits and accusers, and the entire Me Too movement has been put in the corner by these people. It's and, like it's like turned away. Well, it's, it's like not even looking at it. It's it's you know we and it's odd again because we talked about this last week that there doesn't appear to be a principle that the Democrat Party will not abandon. Uh, under duress and it's because they can't figure Trump out. They have just been throwing crap out of the car. Like it's, I mean, it's like littering on the side of the, if you drove behind the Democrats, not only would there be a, a stream of oil and random nuts and bolts in, in the street. If you look at the side of the road, it's just littered with, well, we'll try this strategy, throw it out the window. We'll try this strategy, throw it out the window. I mean, every, and it's, I'm assuming it's because they cannot figure out how to handle Trump. Right. Because he's always one step ahead of them. But now, not only do you have them coming out and say, I mean, it was like we joked about last week. Trump cured cancer. They'd be like, why do you hate oncologists, man? But now, I mean, this was the number one weapon they used against Trump was the whole Me Too thing. Right. The whole Me Too thing basically came about because they were trying to find a way to put Trump in a box as this terrible sexual predator. Then all of a sudden, right when it gets down to, to you know time, money time, we're in the stretch here, kids. This is the final length of the race. Mm-hmm. You know, we are past the quarter pole. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, Joe Biden's got a pile of accusers, too. And some of them go back quite some time. And in the case of Tara Reid, it's almost abundantly clear that everything she said happened. Right. I mean, it's not like Christine Blasey Ford was with Brett Kavanaugh, where she couldn't successfully keep her story straight long enough to demonstrate she'd ever been in the same room with the guy. Right. You know, we have Tara Reid definitely. I mean, she was right there with him. Right. So, and, and the, the denials have been very like, well, you got to understand that the way Joe is can be misinterpreted. I'm like, no, no. How does, how does going up and sniffing somebody's yeah. Hold ear? Hold me, sniff me, kill me, sniff me again. Lick, I'm licking somebody's ear. That's, yeah, yeah, that's okay. not misinterpreted. Right. So, and it's immediately we look at the, <laughs> at the way they're handling it and it's, and they are unabashedly saying We said, believe all women. We said, me too. But at the time, we should have mentioned there was an asterisk with both. Right. Because it's not me too. It's me too, but maybe not her. Right. It's not believe all women. It's believe all women unless we like the guy that went after them. Right. And and I'm like, wow, man. And they don't see how bad bad this just I, I don't think they get how bad this resonates publicly you know i understand most of the feminists you know most of the the women who describe themselves as fem they're right out there saying that. and you've got people all over media offering columns i mean the new york times has done it the daily news has done it all the usual suspects the atlantic all the regular democrat media complex blowholes have as the guys on cnn etc come right out and been like hey we believe joe for no other reason than he's a Democrat. Right. And I'm like, if you are, say, a woman who was attracted to the Me Too movement because you honestly believed that this was about making right the longstanding tendency in American culture f- to allow men to mistreat women. 
And then it turns out that the people running the Me Too movement feel that way, but with limitations. And those limitations are if they are fond of the guy getting accused, not even fond, if they believe the guy being accused can benefit them directly in a political or financial way, then the woman accusing him, she's out of the car. Right. Now, that works for the hardcore liberals because they'll do whatever they have to to justify mm-hmm. to themselves that, oh, well, it's different. And a lot of it, I've seen a lot on social media being like, okay, yeah, but what about the thing with Trump? You know, it's, you get a lot of the whataboutism right. where it's like, I am justifying my support for Biden in the, in the face of this because what about all that stuff about Trump? Which to me, I'm like, no, because it's either a principle or it's not. Right. You either you either believe this or you don't. This is not something you can hedge on. In is is my feeling. But then uh, the other part of it being that you've got people out there who are not in the political elite class, the media class. They've got nothing to gain from abandoning this principle. Okay, in some cases, this principle has been all that they've been left with because they've been so mistreated. Right. And now you're saying to them. We care about you, but we care about winning more. They're the ones that I'm thinking, this is going to cost you. This is going to cost you because there's a lot more women out there that were simply victims of sexual harassment and or assault. Not by somebody who could politically benefit, I don't know, the National Organization for Women. That woman, the one that was assaulted by just some guy who got away with it because he was friends with the right people or whatever. Right. People didn't believe her. She's not coming back. She just watched the Democrat Party abandon her because they want to win an election this fall. Right. And you watch the media come up with David Axelrod, of all people. You remember him. One oh, yeah. of He was Obama's hatchet man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's out there, I guess it was Saturday morning, maybe Friday afternoon, delivered interviews like, I know that Biden's telling the truth. How do you know, Dave? Well, because when we were looking at him for VP for Obama, we vetted him. I'm like, oh, so you're telling me that you believe Biden because you checked him out personally, you know, back in 2008. Well, I feel better. Right. I mean, that's enough for me, right? Hell no. Come on. Another dude, another old dude is saying that we should trust the old dude because old dude one checked out old dude two. And, and he <laughs> right. told him he was on the up and up. Right. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, good. You asked Joe, hey, Joe, have you ever sexually assaulted anyone? Mm, nah. Good enough for me. I'm like, all right, fine, guys. If that's the direction in which you want to go. Now, there have been some exceptions, and I'll tell you, because you're sitting there going, well, I think you're overplaying just how much they're going to lose because people really don't like Trump, et cetera, so on and so forth. And I'll say, I'll tell you what. Did you catch Joe's appearance on Morning Joe on Friday morning? No. Because that was unbelievable. That was an absolute train wreck. First of all, we all know that MSNBC is CNN Jr. I mean, that's just, that's Democrat Party state TV right there. Right. Uh, There's no journalism there. So I am no doubt certain that Biden's first big interview to address this topic, they picked Morning Joe because they're like, well, MSNBC, they work for us. They'll be cool. Right. Mika took him apart. I mean, it was, you want to talk about walking into a propeller. Right. Me, he was not ready, and it showed. The dude was practically blubbering, and she went after him. With, and the follow-up to that, 
And again, you're looking at social media. Check out Facebook. Yeah, we have a last stop on the right Facebook group, but you can go through at Facebook, go to Twitter, check us out at last stop OTR, but check out, you know, the hashtags related to this stuff. And if you were doing that on Friday after his appearance on Morning Joe, what you saw was a fracture become very evident. Because the hardcore partisans are like still doing the whole, I don't care because Trump's worse. Whatever version of that it is. Whether it's, well, what about that time Trump got accused bibbidi-bobbidi-boo? Or, well, I have to be willing to make sacrifices because it's really important that we beat Trump or whatever. Whatever version of it is. It's just, they're just justifying them. You know, they're, make, they're giving themselves an out. Right. But we started to see a split there. People were furious with MSNBC. The hardcore libs went bananas. They were raging. They wanted Mika fired. They wanted Morning Joe canceled. A little bit later on, Chris Hayes, who we all know is that that weird-looking Maddow clone. Imagine being a Maddow clone. Mm-hmm. That means you're a clone of a clone of Keith Olbermann. <laughs> True. Why would we need more? We didn't even need one Keith Olbermann. Now we have three. <clears throat> but Hayes made some comment about, hey, some of this stuff deserve. Tara Reed's accusations deserve to be heard. They deserve to be examined. She deserves her opportunity to state her case. He wasn't out there saying Biden did it. Right. They wanted him fired. They wanted Chris Hayes fired. The Biden people wanted to have Chris Hayes fired from MSNBC. That would be like firing Fredo from CNN. I mean, you're talking about your own party's, one of your own party's faces on the network. Right. That's almost cannibalism. They were so angry. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. And they have put themselves in one hell of a spot here, my man. Right. And I... Whether or not they, and, and again, we got to go back to it. I don't want to repeat myself too much. We've got to go back to how does this shake out? Because while somebody like that idiot Stacey Abrams is out there still trying to get Joe's, you know, she wants the Sundance seat next to Joe's Butch. Right. If they decide Biden's got to go, what the hell do they do next? We joke about it being Hillary, but can it be Hillary? And if it's not Hillary, who the hell else are you going to get? Is it possible for them to find somebody they can latch onto Joe, whether it be Abrams or someone else, that will make him palatable enough to keep him as a viable candidate? Because i got to be honest with you, right now, Joe Biden is not a viable candidate for the presidency. Right. If they ha- I don't care what the polls... I know the polls right now are showing a, a statistical dead heat. Right. You know, the polls in 2016 showed Hillary Clinton beating Donald Trump by the curvature of the earth, and they were wrong. Right. So if it's a dead heat right now, I got to say Trump's up by a good bit. We're, we're heading toward, I mean, these guys are, these guys are the French army heading toward Waterloo here. I don't think they see it. I don't know how you handle this though. I mean, even if I was a Democrat party strategist, they'd say, oh, well, Ben, because <laughs> I'd give them wrong information. Now, Ben, what do you think we should do? I'd be like, uh, you got to cut the old boy loose. Right. Boy, you don't exactly have a backup in the bullpen. Nope. Unless you honestly think you can throw Hillary Clinton at the people for the second time in four. I'm sorry, the third time in 12 years. Right. Because remember, she wanted to, she tried to run, she ran against Obama in 2008. Mm-hmm. She ran again against Trump. They bring her back now. It's to me, that's them saying, you know, we're uh, one of those baseball teams that had a really, really, really big payroll and we started to suck because we did nothing with our farm system. <laughs> True. I don't know, man. That's just me saying that. I don't know if if 
we'll see what happens. I figure the next couple of weeks going to be interesting. I mean, at some point, this COVID nonsense will be over and somebody will have a convention. Hey, I voted. Yeah, I, by the way, you, you, you sent in your absentee ballot. I did. Now, how did your absentee ballot shake out? And how many votes did I get for how many offices? Uh, you're, unfortunately, during, or at least for, like, the party... Oh, okay. This was just yeah. on a primary. You can't write. Yeah, because you decided to be I, that I, guy I, and got the Democrat primary. Ballot. I absolutely did. Okay, I absolutely. Did. I, you know, I. You, know, you want to know who I voted for? I know a lot of people that do that. I'm not one of those guys. <laughs> but okay, who did you vote for? Tulsi, for whom did you vote? Tulsi Gabbard, because she's hot. Good enough reason. All right. That's what it works for me. You know, my mom said the same thing when I was talking to her earlier today. I said, I mean, yeah, I sent my ballot right? and I voted for Tulsi Gabbard. Not that it matters because if the you're going to be the over, guy. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to be the guy that's voting in the wrong party primary just to be that guy, which is exactly what you were doing. Absolutely. Okay, I was like, let's not assign any higher motives here. Nope. You were being a douche. Uh, okay. Totally fine with it. I really got to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm absolutely fine with that, but... There were nonpartisan elections. Yeah, though, but who, what are you going to... I mean, honestly, you look at the rest of their crowd. By the way, who's still on, who was on the ballot? Because not everybody that's running was on the ballot. Everybody. Everybody yeah, was everybody on the was ballot. To, yeah, in Georgia. Cause, cause what, you about the dude, what about Deval Patrick from Massachusetts? Was he on there? Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm just curious. Like, I mean, people, they were literally they were like dragging were, people out of the grave and being like, here. Yeah, literally, there were probably... Deval six, Patrick is not dead, by Maybe Maybe 16 people. 16 people. Were, and I mean, Tulsi. Tulsi. I voted for Tulsi. She's a fox, man. Because she's hot. That's the only reason. And there's no, there's nothing to recommend any of the other ones. So it's like, <laughs> okay, fine. I don't yeah, know what well, they... it's like I told my mom, I was like, you know, it's not like I'd really actually vote for any of the, those idiots anyway. No, of course not. Well, not when it matters. But Tulsi Gabbard, because she's hot. And my mom was like, hey, you know, I like that answer. Works for <laughs> cool. moi. Works for moi. Uh, I want to go on to some other stuff because speaking of Hillary Clinton, uh, I don't know if you saw the... Well, I don't know if you watched what happened with Flynn this week. Mm. So it... And I wanted to get into that. I also wanted to mention before that, as we were speaking about Hillary Clinton, I wanted to mention the whole thing with the Steele dossier. Steele is Christopher Steele, the discredited intelligence operative behind the that fabricated dossier that they that the uh, Obama administration greenlit the FBI to go after Trump over. Right. Which was just totally bogus. He's now saying, oh, I, I, I don't know what happened to my notes. Sure do, do, do can't seem to find them. <laughs> but what we did find out this week is that the Hillary Clinton machine was absolutely behind that. Now, that story came and went pretty quick because, one, the Democrat media complex doesn't want to talk about it. And two, there right. is other stuff going on. But I, you pay attention to that because if now that you've got a legitimate AG... Okay, in, in Bill Barr. Mm -hmm. And you've got John Dunham, who's running a legit investigation. Not one of these Democrat Party, Trump, Russia concoctions like the human thumb Schiff and Pelosi have been running. Not, not one of these goofy attempted coups that's just like, oh, God, I can't believe you guys are still doing this. Uh, that investigation is proceeding apace, and they're not leaking. Okay, I don't know if you know that. One of the reasons the story didn't have that much in the way of leg power this past week is because they, the Justice Department isn't leaking. But it is becoming abundantly clear that all of those like tinfoil hat kind of conspiracy theories about the Obama administration and the holdovers in the Trump administration, the deep state, etc. Yeah, stuff that you were saying was bananas 
I mean, just be like, that's bonkers. There's no way that was going on. As recently as a month and a half ago, now it's like, uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> it's all true. Right. You had the Hillary Clinton campaign, the DNC, and the Obama administration all with operatives hip deep in that Steele dossier debacle. Now Steele's out there going, I don't know what you're talking about. I can't find my notes. Meanwhile, while all of that is going on, okay, so you've now got definitive ties between deep state operatives who have, in some cases, like Strzok and Page, been fully exposed. Right. Fully exposed. Uh, Hillary Clinton and the Obama administration and an AG who is interested in seeing where that goes. He's actually professionally doing his job and not doing like Eric Holder and Loretta Lynch used to where they would uh, pose for photo ops and stuff. Right. Uh, that, but then also we find out this week that the case against General Flynn appears to have been, I don't want to use the word gerrymandered, it's grammatically not correct anyway, but a little bit of a fabrication there as well. Now, there is a caveat. We'll get to that in a second, but uh, we now know that federal agents literally openly discussed trying to get Flynn into what they call a perjury trap. Right. Okay. They they you do this in a criminal case against a regular a regular citizen, and they have a lawyer that's worth a half of what he's getting paid, and you're going to get a mistrial if you're lucky. Right. As a prosecutor. Now with Flynn, I'm going to put out here the caveat is that he did lie to the vice president. Okay, so and I know those some of the MAGA people are going to be like, dude, come on now. He's free General Flynn, et cetera. I'm like, well, to be I wouldn't be I wouldn't object if Trump pardoned him. Right. But to be fair, General Flynn did lie to Vice President Pence. But that does not excuse federal agents going. Can we get this guy to lie so that we can trap him? Right. I'm like, that, I mean, what's your, if you're the prosecutor, if you're supposedly the good guys and the word trap figures into your strategy, you're already <laughs> you playing a, a dangerous game yes, you do. because judges do not like that word when it comes to criminal defense. <laughs> right. All right. Cause if the prosecution was openly saying things like we going to trap him, believe me, the defense is going to be like, they said trap. Yep. All right, so that's something. But I wanted to remind people, because I've noticed a lot of people out there, oh, General Flynn's an American hero. General Flynn, baby bob General Flynn is an American hero. General Flynn deserves a tremendous amount of respect for his service to this country. General Flynn is not blameless, kids. Right. Don't go, and, and, and there's a lesson here, which is don't get in that habit of just being like, oh, well, Republican good, Democrat bad, or vice, because then you're no different than they are. All right. I mean, the Democrats have devolved into this just, I mean, they're just garbage. I mean, it's the, we joke about the dumpster here on the, on the last pod on the right, but the reality is that the Democrat Party has become just the goop at the bottom of the dumpster. They're just terrible. Right. And they deserve. I get, hard, I get hammered from time to time by people who are like, oh, you're disrespectful. I'm like, I, I am disrespectful. When I talk about Hillary Clinton, when I talk about Barack Obama, when I talk about Joe Biden, I am absolutely disrespectful because I am aware of the fact that you want respect in this world, you have to earn it. Right. And we get it. If we fall into the trap of offering respect to people simply because of their station, then we're no different than all these garbage ass third world countries that are run by dictators. Right. I don't care what, you know, how many stars you gave yourself or, you know, how awesome you think you are. Earn it from me. 
Right. Earn it from me. But if you make the mistake of going Flynn equals innocent just because he ostensibly is a victim of the Democrats or you think that Flynn is a conservative or Republican or whatever, you're no different than they are. You're no different than all these supposed feminists who have basically raped and murdered the Me Too movement because basically orange man bad beats Me Too. You're You're no different. Don't be them. Don't be them. Don't make the mistake. I tried to explain this. I I do a weekly thing on a, a local radio show in Savannah. I heard you this week. Yeah. So, by the way, um, check out News Radio uh, 1290 and 97.7 FM in Savannah, Georgia, uh, Friday mornings at 845 Eastern. That's a lot of information. No one's going to remember that. But uh, every Friday morning at 845 Eastern, I do a a guest spot with uh, a local Savannah radio legend, Bill Edwards. Guy's been in the media forever. He has a talk show on this 97.7 FM uh, it's an iHeart station. You can find them on the internet. I heard you this week. Well, you know, and I'm and, out and, there. And you didn't sound that stupid. No, well, it's amazing. Well, filters. <laughs> uh, a lot of editing. No. <laughs> the, uh, the reality, and I said this to Bill, and I know with his audience, you know, you get into trouble with it because they're, most of them are very Republican. I'm like, don't make the mistake of thinking that Flynn gets a pass because he's a Republican. Because if you do that, you are no different than the people saying it's okay that Biden got handsy with the help because he's got the right letter in the parentheses next to his name. Right. Don't do that, kids. Nope. I'm serious about this. I agree. You know, there, a lot of good things can be said about General Flynn, that he lied to the vice president of the United States, whatever his motivation. That's not acceptable. Right. So pardon? Yes. But we're not wiping. There's not. We're not wiping the record clean. At least I'm not. Right. At least I'm not. All right. So I want to go overseas now. Uh, we'd spent way too much time on this last week, but it's still a story. Wong. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, over in North Korea, we don't know what's going on with Kim Jong Un. Nope. We don't. And I, like I said at the beginning of the pro- of the podcast here. They're out there saying, oh, well, he was at the thing with the stuff. And, you know, everybody said hail to his grandfather and whatever. I don't even remember what communist holiday, May Day or whatever. Who the hell knows? Who cares? Right. I mean, right. they don't have right. holidays. They have they have forced public appearances. Right. He was supposedly there. There are no photographs. As I mentioned earlier, they never miss an opportunity to make some, to stage something huge, even if he's OK. It, I clearly, I, I would suggest that he's probably convalescing from something. If he's not dying, he is having a slow road to recovery. Right. If Kim, I joke about, oh, well, then Hillary Clinton will be ready to take over. But uh, if Kim Jong-un were to pass on, and I'm going to say this to you, his sister appears to be number one, you know, in relief. Whether or not that stays the case, because I noticed when you get too popular as the num- the next man up in a communist regime, the guy who's currently on the mound usually has you killed at some point. Right. They don't like the challenge. And he has no problem killing members of his own family. No, that's been proven. He has done it repeatedly in some oddly creative ways. Mm-hmm. He killed his uncle with an anti-aircraft gun. Nice. I don't even know. It would never even occur to me. Why not? Maybe it's just the stuff that these guys come up we'll with. Stand over there. Yeah, and they and this is literally 
Uh, I'm not going to tell you the the model number. It's uh, this was an anti aircraft system developed by the Soviet Union back in the Cold War, and it fires I think 20 millimeter shells. Yeah, it's like one of those things where you have multiple shells at multiple times. These are not anti-personnel weapons. Right. I mean, they can function right. that way. That's not what they're built for. Right. They so drive this thing up. He's got his uncle like standing out in a field or something. Keep in mind, his uncle has been convicted of the crime of, I don't know, whatever they said he did. But when they do this, it's because he's been convicted of the crime of getting too popular and maybe becoming a challenge for the top guy. Right. That's all it is. Right. So they drive this thing over and then like lower it because it's not designed to aim at the ground. I didn't see that. I mean, I'm assuming there is video because they always video this stuff. Right. But I'm just like, it would never even occur to me. That's what, that's the kind of crap that they do. And that's his uncle. So I would be curious if he is going to recover what happens to his sister because she's getting real popular all over the world. At least her name is getting very popular. Right. And I sort of wonder, would this be allowed? If a communist dictator was going to make a comeback, they would not appreciate the popularity of a potential challenger, even if it's their sister. You remember what happened in the Soviet Union. Trotsky was too popular. So Stalin had him whacked. Stalin had him thrown out of the country and years later was still chasing him down and had him whacked in Mexico. Right. They do this crap all the time. But here's my thing. If she is to take over, you watch as she becomes, and I'm going to tell you this right now, it's the New York Times and CNN. You name the Democrat media complex outlet. Uh, you are going to see one of the greatest instances of character rehabilitation in the history of the media as when his sister, if she does, takes over North Korea and the word on the street is she is as brutal or worse than he is. Right. But it's not going to matter. She will be the poster woman for feminism 2020. They will love her. Hmm. She will be applauded by, I don't know, Gloria Steinem or whoever the hell is that's right. the top dog in feminism. They will, while she sends three generations of fans, they have a rule over there. If you go to the gulag, they send your, your parents and your kids with you because it's like the whole family needs to be pinched off. That's like a rule that they have. Nice. She will nice. be sending old people to the gulag, children to the gulag. And the Democrat Party in this country will be talking about how it's a brand new day in North Korea because it's a woman. Right. And it brings it, it just her ascension makes me think about Hillary Clinton, who is a let's be honest, guys. This is even if you like her politics. I mean, that is a she is mean, man. Mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton is just mean. And they're like, no, she's a woman. So therefore I'm like, but that. It, it suddenly occurred to me, they do the same thing with Biden, but only different. You know, it's like, well, it doesn't matter what kind of person they are because they have the right letter next to their name. With Hillary Clinton, it's, it doesn't matter what kind of person she is. We all know she's a monster. Right. Doesn't matter. She's a liberal woman. This, whatever, Kim Jong-soon, Yoon, Pri, whatever the hell her name is, I don't remember. I don't either. His sister. Right. She, if she were to take over, they will applaud her like she is Hillary Clinton because she's a strong woman. I would be willing to bet you that you won't have to wait long for the first op-ed to appear in some place like the New York Times explaining how people are hard on whatever Kim Jong-soon because they're intimidated by her feminist power. 
I guarantee it. You're probably right. I guarantee it. And it just goes to... This has been an interesting and instructive week in that we have learned just how completely unprincipled the left is. Right. That their lone principle appears to be obtain power uh, by any means necessary. You know, I I wonder... How would North Korean leadership accept a woman being... Pretty, it's a pretty patriarchal society. I, I, I mean, I realize, you know, it's family and everything, but... Well, that's another question right there. I mean, there, is it? I mean it is, even if... And that, that brings up a possibility. I mean, they may bring... They may call up Eric Clapton, kid, and say, oh, yeah, you, you, know got, you got to come be the leader. The other brother. Yeah. Who has done everything he can in his life to avoid Boy. getting entangled up in politics. I think mostly because he didn't have that killer instinct, and he knows that if, again, because look what happened to the other brother. Right started to develop a name for himself and they were like uh and Kim Jong Un was like I don't want a challenge had his own brother killed in an airport in Malaysia it's like anthrax or something or um some kind of nerve nerve agent yeah it was a nerve agent he, he they paid a couple of I think it was Indonesian hookers mm-hmm. to run up and you know they tapped him with the stuff and it, this is one of those things that it's like you got minutes and you're gone right but uh uh he did that to his older brother, and his older brother was this, was a buffoon. This is the, the older brother was gonna be the the next heir apparent, but got busted trying to travel on a fake passport because he wanted to go to uh, to Disneyland Tokyo. Right, it's a true story. The reason Kim Jong Un became the number one son is because the actual number one son, the one that he had whacked years later in Malaysia or whatever. Uh, got busted going to Japan on a fake passport. Dude wanted to go ride the roller coasters, and it cost him his ultimate. It cost him his gig and ultimately his life. Hey man, we ain't got to get your Mickey. You got to get your Mickey. I'm not gonna blame him. I'm gonna be honest with you. If I'm even if I'm the boss of North Korea, the place is still a hellhole. I mean, right, how many right. miserable gray expanses can you look at and be like, well, at least I got lobster. I mean, it's not enough. Right. So I, you know, he then the other brother is like, well, I'm out. You know, like I'm gonna go listen to Eric has and done smoke weed. everything he can to avoid being in any way linked to the politics of his home country. You're not even kidding. I mean, it's like go to rock concerts, smoke a bunch of blunts. I'm sure he's done more blow than we can shake a stick at. Probably. Um, you know, live a rock star lifestyle in exchange for like he's never he never goes home. Right. You know, they're like, all right, we'll pay you, stay away. Fine. Okay. Well, now I wonder, you're right. That's a fair question by you, though. They bring the sister out, and I would think, you know, that may be an issue. If that is an issue, then you you have a military coup in the offing. At which point, see, now that's a scary prospect. That's absolutely. Because if a military coup takes place in North Korea, then everybody's going to have to pay attention because who the hell knows who's in charge at the end of it? What do the Chinese do? Do they get involved? If they do, does that require our involvement? That's when things start to go downhill in a hurry. Mm -hmm. If they start having an internal, you know, if the mom earmuffs... If the monkeys decide to have a shit fight in their own cage, right? Uh, that's a that's a shit fight that involves nuclear weapons, uh, yeah. potentially. So yeah, one would hope that be like the even at that point the chai comms would be like, all right, you know, we're gonna have to step on this a little bit because you guys, I mean, we appreciate the role that you serve for us as our little do boys, right? Because that's what North Korea is, right? China keeps them afloat in re- in return for them doing the really nasty stuff that China doesn't want to get caught doing, right? You know, and also keeps the South Koreans away from the Chinese border. 
which means it keeps the U.S. military right, away from the Chinese border. Mm-hmm. Uh, but eh, I don't know, man. That can get dicey pretty quick. So that's a fair question by you. Say like, well, I don't know. Thank you. Hey, kudos. You get a gold star for today's podcast. Congratulations, Mikey. Uh, As we run a little short of time, a couple other little notes that I wanted to go through before uh, (laughs) before we run out of time. There's there's a dog one of the one of the last pod on the right dogs, and there are four of them. Has decided that that he wants to join the. It was my fault because I started sounding like Richard Simmons. Oh well, yeah. He, was, he jumped. I don't know what that says about your dog, though. Not, uh, like, if your dog is like, hey, he, he daddy may, sounds like Richard Simmons equals good thing. I'm like, how often do you sound like Richard he, Simmons? No, he may be coming to run me off. Uh, it could be true. Could be true. Uh, but a couple other quick notes. A couple other quick notes before we run out of time. Uh, we got some football notes here. I have a theory because it is now May. And as far as I'm concerned, the gloves are off. We're talking football all the way until we can't talk football anymore. I don't think Brady Gronk is going to be the 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 save nah. in Tampa that everybody else thinks it's going to nah. be. The more I look at it, the more I'm like, I can't imagine how they expect Gronk to play 16 games. Nah. And I didn't. If you look at his numbers from last year, Tom Brady's not that good. I figured he would, if he went anywhere, I figured he'd go to Minnesota because that's Put you know, of course, is this where way. All quarterbacks go. To if die. you're in a fantasy football league. You got your draft coming up in probably two months. I ain't taking him. No, I can get unless you are in literally a league of like forty guys. Yeah, I was about to say if I'm in if I'm in a huge league and yeah, he's the I only quarterback left. Wind up. But if you play in like a regular eight man, ten man, twelve man, sixteen man league, he screwed me last year. Nobody's taking Tom Brady as their QB one. No. Nobody's taking Tom Brady as their QB one. Gronk will get taken quite a bit, but I don't know if he can give you sixteen games. No, nope. and that's a big deal. So they got all these weapons. And they still don't have an awesome tailback. And I just wanted to put that out. I've seen nothing but think pieces all week. I was sitting there earlier this week. And, you know, if you play fantasy football and you don't <laughs> delete the app after the season's over, then you start getting all Yahoo starts. They just send you notifications about crap. And ESPN, the one, the same one this thing. Morning was, uh, is is the world of taking two tight ends in your I draft saw that. becoming a thing? And, and so like, you yeah. get all these notifications from them and from ESPN, and there have been all these think pieces about Tampa this week. Right. And I'm sitting there going, I Tampa, yeah, they got a lot of weapons, but I'm not sure Gronk and Brady are the response are the answer. Meanwhile, the Philadelphia Eagles, I wanted to mention this because I know we got some Eagles fans that listen to the podcast. And I'm like, boy, did you guys screw the pooch in the draft right there? <laughs> your wide receiver, your top two wide receivers are both on the long side of 30. Neither one has played at full season in a couple of years. Right. Your wide receiver three is that Arcega Whiteside guy whose nickname might as well be Tombstone. He's <laughs> like throwing a ball at a garage door. I mean, right. <laughs> it's possible he might you might occasionally wedge it in that little window, but more likely he's just gonna bounce off him. Right. Uh you got I got quarterback issues. I think the Eagles might be in in, uh, in for a bad run this year, and I am so okay with that. I'm sure you are. So okay with that. Being a Giants fan. Also, um still can't get over the fact that the Green Bay Packers with a top quarterback and one of the top running backs in the NFL in 2019 opened their draft by taking a quarterback and a tailback, which I know because the hog is listening. is like, this is bull, man. I'm like, ha, ha. You're a Vikings fan, so you're like double ha. Yeah. 
triple ha. Uh, one other quick note from the news world. Uh, just when you thought it couldn't get weirder in New York, did you see the thing de Blasio did this week? No. Dear God in heaven, this guy. And again, remember, de Blasio is a celebrated member of the Democrat Party. Right. I mean, here is the mayor of the biggest city. So they're trying to crack down on, you know, coronavirus violations or whatever. Right. They had a funeral last week in New York. It was one of those Orthodox Jewish funerals. And they have a like, they have a, I don't know, I don't really get it, but they have a lot of really detailed rules. Right. When right. a rabbi dies in Orthodox Judaism. Right. And it's like a whole thing. And uh, de Blasio threatened them because they want, you know, they got to do like a whole thing with their funeral and stuff like that. And they're going to do it. And he threatened them. He literally said on Twitter, I don't have the exact tweet in front of me. Uh, he literally said, I'm talking to you, Jewish community. OK, with this, <laughs> if these violations keep happening, we're still rounding people up. And I'm like, dude. I get it that you're a Democrat and your party has embraced anti-Semitism of late. I mean, you're the party of AOC. I mean, hell, I'm sure he knows AOC because her district overlaps part of his city. Right. Uh, Ilhan Omar, who is practically a, a congressperson from ISIS. I mean, she really hates Jews. Right. Rashida Tlaib really hates Jews. I would say, despite that, that making public statements in which you use words that get pretty close to saying rounding up Jews. Right. Yeah. You know, from a historical perspective, I don't know. Might not be right. Sure. I mean, it's like, you know, we're going to start rounding up Jews. It's like, gee, Bill, are you going to put them on trains too? <laughs> Maybe identify them with a special armband or numbered tattoo? <laughs> Like you know, these guys. Every time a conservative does anything publicly, you you just count the seconds till a liberal comes out and says something about them being a Nazi. Right. Meanwhile, I'm like, you guys more and more often say and do things publicly that make me think Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> just put that up. Meanwhile, yeah. out in California, they're having a problem because uh, wait, wait, they're having a problem. Well, in California? They, did, you, did you see the thing in Huntington Beach? Uh, they had a big demonstration because they want to go back to the beach and Gavin Newsom's out there going, no, you can't go back to the right. beach. And I'm like, man, it's California, Stan. Right. You know, and I got to say to the people that are protesting against it, you live in California. <laughs> you don't have to live in California. You live in California. That's true. Okay, so I have no sympathy for you. And I know some people are trapped there because of their job or whatever. I'm like, okay, I have a little sympathy for you. But if you're out there just bitching and moaning and you could just as easily live in Nevada or Arizona, I'm like, well, you kind of did it to yourself. That's man. true. Get the hell out of there. Is all I'm going to say. All right. We are out of time. We actually were getting pretty close to the line here. So I want to jump out of here. I had some other stuff I wanted to go through this week that I didn't get a chance. So we'll do it next week. I want to talk about, among other things, next week. Check out next week's Last Pot on the Right because we're going to talk about why Gen X was literally born to handle this situation. Okay. All right. So something to think about for next week. Uh, until I, then, I can, friends, ar I can already see this. All right. Because, good. It's a million because, of them. Because guess what? That's why I sent in my absentee ballot. Because you are lazy and worthless. Because, <laughs> Just no, like me. No, because I have no desire to go stand near anybody exactly. anywhere. Exactly. And, and coronavirus aside, I was that way before it. Yeah, just, well, Get we, the hell away from we me. We were literally born for this. We're going to save the world, my <laughs> friends. So we got that coming up for you next week. Uh, until then, my friends, I want to remind you all, check us out on Facebook. The Last Stop on the Right Facebook group of course our website is open 24 7 last stop on the right.com and our twitter feed is at last stop otr 
If you want to listen to some really good podcasts after this nonsense is over, stick around at klrnradio.net because they got some really good programs on there as well. Until next week, my friends, I am Ben Crystal. I mean, just get the hell away from me. <laughs> just stay away. And he is a grumpy old Mike Abel. <laughs> and this has been The Last Pod on the Right. We out!